0: Do it. So I've been covering a lot of stuff for you guys from the canon audiobook, Dooku Jedi Lost, because there has been so much awesome content that it's really filled in who he is as a character and how his time as a Jedi made him a truly powerful Sith Lord, who is very underrated in my opinion. And I hope you guys are enjoying the videos and watching them, because they really provide a huge backstory to Dooku that no one ever knew, because this is the first real canon audiobook about him and his time as a youngling. In today's video, I'm going to be tackling two huge topics from the audiobook, and they both have to do with Dooku's assassin, Asajj Ventress, and the first person to teach her the ways of the Force, Jedi Knight Kai Narek. In the audiobook, we learn a ton of additional stuff about her backstory, her relationship with Dooku, and how Kai Narek may have been the first person after Qui-Gon to return from the netherworld of the Force. Yes, you heard me right. Now, there's a ton of her backstory that we already know from the Clone Wars cartoons, so I won't go into a super detailed explanation of it, but we'll do a quick overview to give us context. Like, we know from the Clone Wars, Ventress was a night sister who was given to the pirate Halstead while still a toddler. She grows up on Ratatak as a young slave girl to Halstead, who uses her to torture people with the Force. One day in a bloody battle against Wike Raiders, the same species as Hondo Onaka, Halstead is killed. In her anger, Asajj force-pushes some raiders away and Jedi Knight Kai Narek, who's also in the battle. He sees this and takes the young girl under his wing. For ten years, he trains her in the Force on Attack, never taking her to the Jedi Temple. Why? We'll get to that in a second. They form an inseparable bond of Master and Apprentice. Kai is a good master and teaches her well, but is finally killed when a Volok warlord named Osika Kursk orders his death. His death snaps something with an massage. She uses Kai's bloody lightsaber and kills everyone that she can. She goes in with lightsabers drawn, but Kirk is ready for her, and it's a trap. He and his men capture Ventress and force her to fight in an arena for the entertainment of others, like in Thor Ragnarok or the gladiators of ancient Rome. She's a gladiator in an unholy pit. Now, Lucasfilm or Disney, if any of you guys ever get wind of this video, or, I mean, you guys know about the character and the story that you've created, if, just please make this movie. This would be an awesome movie about Asaj. I think people would want to see it, and I think it would be really cool. After a while of fighting as a gladiator, Dooku comes to one of her fights and sits in Osika Kursk's viewing gallery. Now we're getting into all the canon material here from the book as Asajj herself narrates. This is what she says. I had no idea Dooku had told Kursk that he was looking for an assassin or that he had already made his choice. I don't know who was more surprised when he took Osika Kursk's head. Me, or the Volok himself. One minute he was sipping wine from a crystal glass, and the next, his crimson lightsaber was slicing through Kursk's neck. The Volok's head bounced down into the arena a shocked expression on his face as it bounced once and then twice before coming to rest at my feet. I couldn't celebrate. I couldn't revel in Kursk's death. I should have been the one giving the killing blow to snuff out his life. Yet this stranger with fine clothes and an imperious gaze had stolen my revenge. I leapt from the arena floor, the force propelling me up the gallery, my lightsabers already burning. Dooku was waiting for me, two blades against one. There's no way the old man should have been able to defend himself, and yet he did. He blocked every attack, parried every blow, giving no ground, taking no damage. He didn't even spill his wine, and then it came. His lightning. It felt like every atom in my body was being torn apart. Every memory I had shredding beneath the onslaught. Mother Talzin, Halstead, Kai, they were all gone consumed in the pain of Dooku's dark magic. I don't remember my lightsaber slipping from my hand. I don't even remember blacking out. So in other words, her original awesome introduction in the original Legends Clone Wars cartoons is basically now canon, with a few minor changes. It's also interesting to note that Force Lightning doesn't only cause physical pain, but mental and emotional pain. Now on with the story. Dooku takes her and trains her to be an assassin. Keep in mind that this is before Episode 2. Ventress doesn't know much about Dooku including that he's an actual Sith. But during her training in the Dark Side of the Force, Ventress hears the voice of something impossible. The voice of her old master, Kai Narek, speaking to her from the grave. And it's not just an occasional voice like Luke hears from Obi-Wan, it's a constant dialogue in her mind. She and Kai have full-fledged conversations. Kai tries to bring her back to the light and save her from her dark fate while she mostly tries to tell him to leave or shut up. So who was Kai Narek? Kai Narek was the same age as Qui-Gon Jinn, and they were in the same clan in the Jedi Temple while younglings. Kai, in fact, wanted to be chosen by Dooku during the initiate combatant trials, in front of the Masters. But Dooku chose Qui-Gon instead. Dooku, at the time, respected Narek and felt that Jedi like Qui-Gon and Kai were the future of the Order. After Kai's death, Asajj took her first step to the dark side when she picked up his bloody lightsaber. Now, years later, Kai tells her you didn't have to kill them all, but Asajj knows this and just responds. Hate leads to suffering, and suffering leads to the dark side, and you know what? Yes. Yes, it does. And I, for one, like it here. Kai tells her multiple times throughout the book that she will become lost, that is her future, but she rebukes him and tells him that he's a fool. She tries to listen more and more to Dooku to learn the dark side and even reads Dooku's journal to learn more, but She internally asks the great question we're all asking. Why am I doing this? She asks. If Kai really is there, if he's found a way to come back, surely I should be spending every moment I can with him instead of wadding through the past of the man that's enslaved me. But where would I go? I thought I had come so far. In other words, if Kai can conquer death in the Force, I should listen to him because he clearly knows more than Dooku, but she presses on. Kai expresses regret for not training her better, and regrets not taking her to the Jedi Temple. Kai even says that he should have taken Asaj off-planet. He says that there's a freedom that exists among the stars, where people think that no one else is looking, and people show their true colors. He may have then been able to see what Asaj was capable of, and counteract it. So why didn't he take take her to the temple or off attack Dooku says the Jedi abandoned Narek since the Jedi never tried to contact Kai, and Kai never tried to contact the Jedi during the 10 years of Ventress training. This manipulated Ventress into believing that the Order stranded Kai on Attack, which made her hate the Jedi even more. The truth of what really happened is hard to say but here we learn more. Towards the end of the book, Kai sees that Dooku is going to have Ventress kill Genza, Dooku's sister. Kai tries to warn her and tells her that if she does it, she'll never be able to return to the light, but now Dooku interrupts. Kai Narek, back from the grave. You were always a disappointment, even as a youngling. If I had my way, you would never have even made night. And when you did, what exactly did you do? Leave him alone, Asajj says, but Dooku doesn't relent. People died because of you, Kai, and when the council called for your return, you fled rather than faced the consequences, exiled yourself on a dust bowl, convincing yourself that it was a crusade. And this is the man you've chosen as your conscience, my assassin? This is your hope? Are you like him, Ventress? Will you run? Ventress runs, but... Dooku follows her in the force and takes her back to Rattatak in the force to when Halstead died, the pirate who raised Ventress. Halstead was trying to get Ventress to safety when Kai ambushed him to rescue Ventress from him, so she couldn't use her again. Kai killed Halstead, not the pirates. This infuriates Ventress, because she actually loved Halstead like a father. And so Dooku says, He's not real, Ventress. You know that. He died on Rattatak. No one comes back from the dead, no one. He used you, Ventress, a solve for his loneliness. His failure, they all used you, the Night Sisters, the Slaver, the Jedi. They define you because you let them, because you refuse to be free. Dooku makes her choose between Kai and Dooku, so she can choose to let Dooku define her now. He orders her to kill his sister, Kai begs for it not to happen, but Ventress does, thereby silencing Kai's voice in her head forever. So apparently, Kai made a big mistake as a Jedi and fled to deal with his guilt, and it was during this self-imposed exile that he met and trained Ventress. This is kind of like what's happening with, you know, Luke in The Last Jedi and Rey. But this leads to the big question throughout the book, was Kai a Force ghost speaking to Ventress, or was it just in her mind? She seems to think that he's real at some points, but Dooku tells her the voice is her imagination, kind of like Kylo telling Rey that she comes from nobody. So the book leaves it a little bit open-ended, but I think that he's a Force ghost. Kai could see things now that he was dead that he never knew when he was alive. For instance, he now knew that Halstead used Asage as a living torture device. He knew that Ventress cremated his body after his death and even cried as she did it. Plus, Kai knew Qui-Gon Jinn. We know that Qui-Gon was the first Jedi to find his way back from the netherworld of the Force. So is it possible that Qui-Gon could see that Asajj's future needed to be stopped so he found Kai's spirit and taught him how to communicate with Ventress to try and prevent her turning to the dark side? I think so. It's possible. Kai was the best person equipped for such a mission, but he ultimately fails, unfortunately. As Leia says about Han, he has to choose his own path. No one can choose it for him. The same was true about Ventress, and she chose the path of least resistance, the quick and easy path, the path of the dark side. So if Kai was really a force ghost, this has huge implications for Star Wars. How many others can come back from the dead? Can anyone learn this power? Can a non-force user, learn this power, maybe like Han Solo. What do you guys think? Do you think that Kai was a force ghost speaking to Ventress from the grave, or was it all just in her head? Let me know down in the comments below. Please hit like on this massive canon video. I hope you enjoyed it and the story, please share it amongst your friends if you like, and it also helps the channel out when you do. So uh, I'll see you all in the next one. Until then, remember, the force will be with you always.